Welcome everyone to the ACCP Resident and Fellowship Podcast, a podcast for residents by residents. My name is Hiba Idris and I'm a PGY1 pharmacy resident at the University of Arizona and Banner University Medical Center. We'll be joined today on the show by Dr. Roseanne Gamel, an assistant professor of pharmacy practice at MCPHS University in Boston, Massachusetts, and the chair-elect for the ACCP Pharmacokinetics, Pharmacodynamics, Pharmacogenomics, PRN. Today, we'll be discussing the topic of mentorship. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Gamel. So I think this topic of mentorship is a really important topic that comes up during pharmacy school and post-grad training and even for new practitioners. And you work with different professors and preceptors throughout those years. And sometimes these individuals end up becoming your mentors. So how would you define mentorship and why is it important to have a mentor? Sure. So mentors provide valuable advice and guidance on your personal and professional development. And typically a mentor is someone with more experience than you and therefore can share wisdom from their successes and challenges as they've navigated their own career paths. Um, Preceptors and professors are responsible for teaching you specific subject matter relevant to your education, but that doesn't mean that they're also mentors. Uh, Mentoring relationships can certainly start out that way, and some of your preceptors and professors may become mentors to you, Um, and the mentoring aspect of your relationship may continue well beyond the time um, your mentor was also your preceptor or professor. So having mentors um, is important no matter what stage you are in your professional career, whether you are a student or a postgraduate trainee or a seasoned practitioner. Um, Everyone can benefit from having a mentor. Uh, Mentors can open your eyes to professional opportunities that you may not have otherwise known about or considered, um, and they can help you expand your professional network. Um, They can be a valuable sounding board for advice at critical decision points in your career path or when you're facing particular challenges. Um, In addition to offering their advice, they can also advocate for you as you seek new opportunities. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, I think it's really important um, to highlight that it's you reach out to people who have more experience and they help you, especially with those critical decision points in your life. Um, and with that being said, sometimes when you're looking for a mentor, it can be intimidating to approach an individual and try to start a professional relationship. So what are some ways that or advice that you could give to initiate a mentor relationship? Have you utilized any formal services for mentor-mentee relationships? Yeah, it's a great question. So mentoring relationships typically develop organically, um, or you may have the opportunity to engage in a formal mentor-mentee program, as you mentioned. So I have developed mentoring relationships in both ways, both as a mentee and as a mentor. Um, And mentoring relationships that develop informally happen because you connect with a particular individual who may share similar professional interests um, and who take an interest in your personal and professional success. And it's important to realize, too, that not not everybody knows how to be a good mentor um, or, or has the time to mentor you or feels a connection with you, and that's okay. You just need to keep looking around and continue um, networking with people and trying trying to find those connections. And you'll know it when you find it. Um, professional organizations um, such as ACCP 
provide outstanding opportunities to find mentors outside of your home institution. Um, Getting involved with committees and PRN initiatives is a great way to start cultivating those potential mentoring relationships. Um, And if you're unsure about how to develop a mentoring relationship in an informal setting, I recommend that you do look into the formal mentoring programs that may be available to you. So for example, ACCP offers a wonderful mentor-mentee program for postgraduate trainees. I was a part of this program when I was a resident, and I gained valuable insight and advice from my mentors who I am still in touch with today. Um, These individuals were also key in helping me to expand my professional network. And then like you were mentioning, um, sometimes you have to consider that initial interaction um, that doesn't flow between mentors. So what are some things that you consider when you're selecting a mentor? Um, I know you kind of uh, alluded to that in the beginning. And how have mentors impact you specifically as a postgraduate and now as a practitioner and a professor? Yeah, so mentors should be individuals, first and foremost, that you look up to, a role model for you, um, somebody whose experiences that you can learn from. Perhaps they followed a career path that you are interested in or have a particular skill set that you also want to develop. Although it's beneficial to seek mentors who share your professional interests, they don't necessarily have to be practicing in your specialty. Um, You may want to initiate a mentoring relationship with someone because you admire their leadership or how they excel as an educator, how they've developed a successful research program, for example. So I've been fortunate to have had many wonderful mentors as a student, as a resident, and now as a junior faculty member. Um, Some of these individuals are in my specific specialty area and some are not, but I've benefited from having these mentoring relationships with each of them. So perhaps one of the most important qualities that I have appreciated in my mentors is that I feel like they truly care about my personal and professional development and I feel comfortable reaching out to them anytime for guidance, even if it's been a long time since I've connected with them. So as a student, um, it was my faculty mentors who encouraged me to pursue residency training outside of my home state, and that has impacted the trajectory of my career path in a big way, Um, and ultimately led me to many other mentors and professional opportunities that I wouldn't have had otherwise. My residency mentors continue to provide support and guidance as I develop my clinical practice, and they frequently recommend me to others to collaborate on writing publications and book chapters, as well as putting my name forward for invited talks at national conferences. And these opportunities continue to propel my career forward, which ultimately helps me build my reputation in my specialty and become a leader in the field. Um, So now as a junior faculty member, I was assigned a senior faculty member as a mentor through a formal program that we have at the university. Um, And this individual has given me valuable one-on-one guidance on how to balance my teaching service and scholarship responsibilities and how to set myself up for success for promotion. 
That's great to know that you have different mentors throughout your career. And even now as a faculty, you still have some mentorship that goes on as a professor. So that's great to hear. And then the last question I have is um, you kind of alluded to continuously keeping in touch with your mentors and keeping in touch with them in terms of questions that you may have and your comfort level um, and your successes. So how can we as postgraduates try to ensure keeping in touch with the mentors we've had over the years? Do you have any tips? Yeah, that's a, a great question. It can definitely be difficult to keep in touch with all of your mentors over the years. But as a mentor now, I can assure you that your mentors want to hear about all of the great things that you've been up to, even if it's been a while since you've connected. Um, you can consider sending an email to your mentors once in a while to update them on what's been going on in your life, particularly when you transition to a new opportunity. Um, you can always reach out and ask for guidance on specific situations that arise as you continue on in your career. Um, I find professional organization meetings a great time to reconnect with mentors, um, particularly those who are not in my immediate geographical area. Um, before these conferences, I will often reach out to my mentors that I know will be in attendance and carve out some time over lunch or dinner to, to catch up with them. Um, also, don't be surprised if your mentors also reach out to you once in a while, especially once you're in practice and have established yourself as a practitioner. Um, they may request your advice on new initiatives or invite you to help with lectures or research, um, or perhaps even ask you to write them a letter of recommendation for an award or a promotion. Um, I always jump at the opportunity to respond to these requests and help in any way that I can, as it's a way that I can give back to them and show my gratitude for the impact that they have had on getting me to where I am today. Well, thank you so much uh, again for joining us, Dr. Gamal, and sh sharing your experiences and advice. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. For more information about um, the topic of mentorship, there's actually some articles that are published on the ACCP ResFell slash mentor website. Um, so there's two articles, Ensuring Effective Communication with Mentors and Preceptors uh, by Dr. Julie Murphy. And there's another article titled Developing Mentoring Relationships by Dr. Stuart Haynes. And for our listeners, thank you for listening to the ACCP podcast, a uh, podcast by Residents for Residents. Our theme music is titled Jupiter Smile by the 126ers and is provided through YouTube's free audio library. Please subscribe to the ACCP podcast to be notified of new episodes. Thank you.